Y'all ready? We ready. Showroom, y'all ready? back to delicious tears i'm your host the solution where i'll talk about a myriad plethora of cornucopia topics for the next 30 to 60 minutes sometimes less and you can follow the podcast via the anchor app google Podcasts, shoutcast uh breaker itunes apple music all that good stuff spotify you know for all the downloaded verse people and remember you can donate to the podcast via the anchor app first things first want to give some shout outs shout out to everyone who contribute to the podcast via your topics shout out to the listeners shout out to the new listeners who have found the podcast and are now inspired to do a podcast themselves also special shout out to the the artists out there that contribute to the podcast via the amazing music that you hear in the background aka bed music for the technical folk out there like myself that is the native sons collective out of baltimore maryland they actually come from different cities as well my dude frank reed shout out to mc square my dudes lq and smeezy shout out to mr james carter all right these are the individuals that you hear their music on 95% of my episodes. The other 5% is basically um, non-licensed music free use that I've acquired via the internet where I will not get sued. But I do that for those artists for promotion and um, be sure to check out their music via Spotify. So let's be clear, uh, Native Sons and MC Square they have music on Spotify, so they get credit for the music that you hear in the background. In case you're wondering, that's how I promote them. OK, but ladies, this one is dedicated to you, fellas. This is enlightening for you and is entitled. I have found the real feminists. It ain't you, American women. They do not exist in the United States. They're actually one of a small island country in uh, the North Atlantic Ocean, Iceland. Some of you may be familiar with Iceland via uh, Little Duval and his uh, vacation pictures that he showed uh, some time ago. Um, maybe you know someone who's in the Navy who was stationed at um, Reykjavik. I hope I'm saying that properly. I think I said it properly when I looked it up. So um, Icelandic people are ancestral relatives of Nordic people. You know, Denmark, Finland, all, you know, the Vikings, you know, went there and did their thing and such. If you're looking for historical context and uh, they do things a bit different up there. So why would I label them the true feminist ladies? They have this figured out. They have empowered themselves via behavior, policy and culture. And the men have taken on to it. And part of it is just that um, it, it's, it's a small island nation and um, things have just developed that way. But 
the things that they're doing is very, very provocative in the American sense and cutting edge and probably off-putting for a lot of women. Not all of you, but a lot of women go, why would you do that? So let's have a listening. And um, this is basically a reaction from a YouTuber. Um, I hope I'm not going to murder your name because I listened to a couple of your videos and I never heard you say your name. You never introduced yourself. So I want to say her name is uh, Rafna. Okay. Um, use some of my well-traveled <laughs> lingual there so Rafna hopefully if you listen to this and I said your name right um shout out to you for doing this video and it's entitled dating differences in Iceland versus the U.S. so we're going to hit you hard first let's hear what she has to say the next thing is something that is talked about a lot when it comes to dating in Iceland and that is that people will often have sex before they start dating. In Iceland, it's super common to meet someone while you're out drinking, partying, and you know, you go home with that person. And you know, a few days later, or the next day, you will start talking and eventually start dating. And that's just a super common way to start a relationship here in Iceland. So I'm, I'm gonna cut her off right there. That, some of you are going, what? She said super common. Okay, meaning that it happens the majority of the time is that that's just the way it is. So to put it in context, ladies who are going, why was she that? You know, you want to label people and, you know, say things about it. Respect the culture. Okay, this is not the United States. That's a big problem with Americans. They go to other countries and try to impose their way of thinking and their way of life and their views upon an established sovereign people that's ignorant stop it okay i'm gonna say it works it's stupid you're not one of those people you know what i'm saying when in rome do as romans do or just observe is what i say just observe if you're not into the roman thing but anyway to make you understand why this makes sense for icelandic people when was the last time you purchased a car and did not test drive it don't answer that as we proceed on we're going to hear something else she has to say so many relationships that have started out this way and to be honest i feel like this just takes away a lot of stress it's just so casual and fun like and yeah it's just not a big deal here in see what she just said it takes away the pressure so here in the u.s there's a very puritanical approach to human sexuality intimacy where a lot of your views really stem from connections to a religious affiliation that's all it is because you want to be viewed in a certain light in accordance to your religious affiliations a woman must a man won't a man must a woman won't according to whatever good book that you subscribe to here in iceland they just saying this is what people do simply put there's no religious connotations behind it all this is just human interaction it takes the pressure that what she said was it takes the pressure off the man the whole whining and dining so what i'm going to do is rewind back to a part in the video where she talks about the the pomp and circumstance of dating in the united states versus iceland all right and at the end of it you want to really hear where the women have taken back and they're in control of the narrative when it comes to dating and empowerment versus what a lot of women in the U.S. think is true feminism. It's, it's not. 
are is all symbolic in the United States. And for some, on the more radical side of feminism, it's about superiority. So let's hear what else she has to say. However, I know that this is a thing in the U.S., but it's not as common. And I see ah. a lot of the times in like romantic comedies where the woman actually feels kind of ashamed for having sex with the guy before a first date. I don't know. Oh, see, that's the part I wanted you to hear. The woman feels ashamed. All right, she she meets the guy, she likes him, they kick it off, they go back to the house, they do what they do, and you have the walk of shame in the morning. She sneaks out the house looking disheveled and everything because she's worried about what people are going to say versus saying, I'm a grown woman, I did what I want to do. A lot of feminists who are supposed to be feminists still won't do that because you're still tied to your puritanical approach to human sexuality. Let's go on. Speak on it, Rafna. I just feel like the women always feel so bad about it, like they ruined something. And it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like sex is a way bigger deal in the US than it is mm. in Iceland. Like sex is super casual in Iceland. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You can talk about sex with your friends or just anyone that you trust. But if I'm wrong, just tell me in the comments. What? She's not wrong. So the the other part of it, too, in the time that we live in is that sex is viewed as a capital, a commodity, if you will. If I sleep with you, you now owe me something tangible and intangible. So if I'm going to be questioned about if I slept with you or not, I should get something out of it. That's the thought process of a lot of women. Icelandic women say it's my business. It's my body. Wait a minute. Don't feminists say that, but they still have a problem with what I just said. Like I said, you aren't the real feminists. The Icelandic women are the real feminists. They have taken the power in this situation. You say you have, but you won't. Let's go. While we are on that topic, um, again, Iceland is small. We, we have a small population and our 343,353. Oh, <laughs> my man is your man. But look, I just said it. You know, I jumped in. Iceland has uh, a current to the last census. And this video of hers is from uh, March 12, 2021. And it has um, 71,000 views. It It's probably going to keep climbing because it looks like it's starting to upward trend when I looked at um, uh, the YouTube thing app that I have to look at stats people are really curious about this so when you have a small country like this and it's um less than uh, 400,000 people on there the chances of you dating the same person are pretty high so I'm from Baltimore and Baltimore has originally from Baltimore um Baltimore is less than uh 600,000 people there it's a medium-sized city and the joke is that we call it Smalltimore so your current girlfriend might be <laughs> a couple of homeboys baby mamas you know or somebody they used to date you know some time back or uh engaged to them an ex-wife you know depending on how old you are because that's just how small the city is and people that don't travel enough in baltimore 
don't put it in context. Well, yeah, those of you who say you travel and you go to Atlanta and Miami and Vegas and yeah, uh, L.A., you, you think you've traveled, but you really haven't um, experienced some of the, the larger and those smaller cities that catch the vibe. And it puts it in perspective where uh, a city with about 15 high schools and a surrounding county in the city does not belong to the municipality. And uh, you think you can just go on one side of the city and never have contact with people because you think Baltimore is that big or traveling from one side of North Avenue on the east side of North Avenue. That's uh, a long distance you you had to go far all right or someone who lives in the surrounding county and it's a 25 minute trip to get to that person they live far that's a subliminal too by the way but yeah let's let's get into it she just said it all right so what I'm going to do is uh, go back to um, when she really starts talking about, uh, you know, how it all goes down. Right into the video because it's a very juicy video. <laughs> First, I'm going to be talking about dates because there's a huge difference there. Uh, Pay attention. In Iceland, it's not that common to go on an actual sitting down at a fancy restaurant kind of first date. And we definitely do not have a lot of super romantic gestures like roses and chocolate like for the first date. Like we don't really do that at all. And I see that in movies all the time. In Iceland, we tend to keep it really casual, especially for the very first date. Often mm. first dates, people will just um, get drinks or eat ice cream together just to talk and get to know each other mm. and i feel like these casual hangouts is probably because iceland is obviously very small so what i wanted the reason why i did that is because there's another video um that talks about this but it's more of a documentary it's, it's way too long and she doesn't go into it further enough when i was doing my research on this and they they, they talk about the no pressure date and there's some women um to kind of delve into it, I would have to really chop that video up enough to uh, for you all to get context what they're saying. But basically, in a nutshell, they're saying you aren't going to be pressured to have this, you know, fancy. She mentioned the fancy place, but that's just uh, Iceland is. You're, you're pretty much going to go to one of those places because they have limitation. All right. So it takes the pressure off the man to take you and roll out the red carpet for somebody they just met. And that's what she's saying. Why are you doing all this for a person you just met? So she said earlier, it's perfectly common for two people to go out on a date and afterwards they sleep together. And if they, when she alludes to, if it's of their liking, they develop a relationship of sorts. They begin to talk and spend more time with each other. So they're test firing the uh, the weapon first. <laughs> they say, you know something, why would I spend all this time with somebody that uh, is mediocre or trash in bed. Oh. <laughs> Why am I asking this guy to uh, bring out roses, flowers, and candy, and wine, and all this stuff? And I probably don't like him. I'm not going to waste his time. So let's get a beer. Let's get a drink. She said ice cream. There are women out here who have a problem with guys that say, hey, let's meet up for coffee tea or gelato or something like that ice cream oh you're cheap 
Why? Because you expect a man who doesn't know you to spend a certain amount of money on you? That doesn't make any sense. You need to stop listening to these uh, these R&B singers and these um, so-called relationship gurus that are leading you wrong and astray. And that's why you're not where you want to be on an intimate and uh, relationship level, because you're putting these silly expectations on men who don't know you. Take the time. No pressure. Sit down and talk to the person, because guess what? Women who are chasing relationships. The thing that's going to keep your relationship going is a good friendship. You have to like the person first. And that's what they're doing over here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to close it out on that. This, this was something I, I could not beat up for too long, but it was very, very interesting. in the points that she made, because women, you could American women, you could learn a lot from this small island nation. All right. Basically, it was a volcano that erupted and it turned into an island and they're doing their thing up there in the North Atlantic and it, it works for them. All right. It's a small amount of people, but it works for them. So I always tell you, people are people. What makes people different is culture, not skin color, culture. Got it. Culture is what make people different there. And if you happen to go to Iceland and you're watching all this, do not turn your nose up like a stereotypical American. Just quietly observe. OK, you might learn something. I'm telling you, I'm well traveled, spent time in Europe, spent time in Asia, and I basically spent a lot of time people watching and see how they do things. And guess what? There's a lot of things they do really well. And there's a lot of things Americans just thumb their nose at because we have this kind of we're America and we're great. No, this country is actually very terrible. It's just that it has wealth, unlike some other places. Before I close it out, um, I forgot to add. Uh, another young lady in here I was watching and her her video is a little bit more um, hilarious it, it's about um, you know 10 things that Icelandic, Icelandic women do and uh, her name is Dua Esgerder hopefully um, I said your name right young lady who's a, a, a pretty big YouTuber at um, 108,000 subscribers and uh <laughs> She closed it out on something where I remember I'm talking about the feminist thing in Iceland. And she makes a very, very good point um, for those of you who are supposed to be a feminist. But um, you don't really do this. Let's go. Is we really support other women or at least I think we do. And I realized that when I started selling my fitness programs, I got a lot of comments and messages from me that they love supporting other women. So going back and um, looking at uh, some of her videos and the comments and stuff down there, the the Icelandic women who are commenting, you know, just from looking at some of the names, uh, they were very, very supportive and telling other people to comment and subscribe to her channel. Um, just really, really positive and uh, supporting comments and stuff like that where no one's hating. And uh, she did say in another part about the, uh, you know, competition thing, you know, that's not really happening because the country's so small. People share a lot of things. You take that for you want. But that was a different perspective on that as well. But I'm Solution. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can donate to the podcast as well via the Anchor app. Check it out on all the different platforms. You don't know how to find it. Simply Google it. And um, guess what? You can prevent all this just by being a good human. And I'm out.